It's episode 91 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now let's get on with the show. have exciting news coming from our friends over at Rasa. I know a lot of you are already on the Rasa train, but for those of you who haven't tried it yet, Rasa coffee is a coffee alternative that's made of adaptogens with no caffeine. These adaptogens are super herbs. They help you combat and cope with stress while also providing a natural and healthy energy boost. The biggest question I get about Rasa is, does it taste like coffee or what does it taste like if it doesn't taste like coffee? And I will tell you, no, it doesn't taste like coffee, but it does still provide that hearty, robust, earthy, warm beverage that you want in the morning when you wake up. I know that's kind of the first thing I crave when I wake up, and Rasa does it for me without the caffeine or the jittery feeling that comes with it. The cool thing is that now Rasa has come out with two new flavors, and you are going to want to get your hands on them. First, there's the Cacao Rasa. This is a blend of the original Rasa with cacao beans. The combo creates a rich chocolatey beverage that is so good, and it's great as a mid-afternoon pick-me-up. It has less than five milligrams of caffeine, so it makes for a very non-stimulating coffee alternative that you can have at any time throughout the day, and it's packed with those great adaptogens and antioxidants. I've been whipping mine up with some coconut cream in the middle of a chilly day, and it really hits the spot for that little mid-afternoon treat. But keep in mind, there's no sweetener at all, which is great for us keto ladies. And that means it gives you that chocolatey flavor without the sweetness. You guys are going to love it. It's also still going to do all those same great benefits to support your adrenals and your stress response while giving you a little bit of a boost midday. Then there's the Dirty Rasa, which contains a little bit of organic, fair trade, women grown and operated coffee mixed in with their original Rasa. This does have a little bit of caffeine for those days when you just need a little extra pizzazz in your day and also great for those looking to slowly wean themselves off of caffeine or just drink a little bit less caffeine. It's kind of Rasa's idea of a half-calf situation, but again, you're getting those adaptogens, you're getting that health health benefit of the original Rasa at the same time. Now, I've actually been mixing both of the two flavors together as my morning pick-me-up, and I have to say it is so yummy. You've got to try it, especially blended with some healthy fats like coconut cream, ghee, coconut oil, MCT oil. Blend that up. It will really hit the spot, whether it's in the morning or maybe even mid-afternoon. Our friends over at Rasa, they love us here at Keto for Women, which means they're giving us 20% off of your order when you go to wearerasa.com. Use the coupon code KETO, the number four women, and you will get 20% off your order. Again, that's wearerasa, R-A-S-A, dot com. Use the coupon code KETO, the number four women, and get 20% off your order over on their website. A huge thanks to Rasa for helping this show come to air and for that amazing deal they're giving to all of us. 
Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. We have a really great, really interesting guest on the show today, another member of the men that have come on to the Keto for Women show club. It's a very special club, and there are very few people in that club. So we're adding to it today. This is a topic I've been wanting to discuss for a very long time, the subject of EMFs. Some of you may not even know what that stands for, what that means. Some of you may have way more knowledge and really taking some steps to get yourself away from EMFs or to get your EMF level down in your home. Either way, really good information we're going to share with you today because here on the Keto for Women show, yes, it's Keto for Women. Yes, we talk about keto and dieting and the mindset around dieting a lot, but we are also women that want to better our overall health. And we know at this point, you can't just look at the plate of food in front of you to determine how healthy you are or are not going to be. You have to look at the full picture. And part of that full picture, especially in today's world, are the toxins that we have in our lives. And today we're talking about a specific toxin called EMFs. And I will have our guest today explain way more about that in just a few minutes. First, just a few quick announcements. I want to thank every single lady who came out to see me in Portland and to meet and to give me a hug and to share your story with me. I am still riding on such a high from that evening. It was so much fun. There is nothing better about my job than when I see you face to face, I give you a hug and I hear your success stories. I hear about you. I hear about what's going well, what's not, what you're trying to focus on right now. I mean, the stories I heard were just absolutely incredible. And I have to say, if there were ever a piece of me that was dying down, or getting uninterested, this is exactly what gets me re-inspired and reignited to continue doing what I'm doing, sharing what I'm sharing, and teaching what I'm teaching. I have to say, I don't really ever get down in the dumps, really, but there are, of course, in every industry, haters in this world, and they hate on me, and that really sometimes affects me. But then to go to a location and have... 25 women come to see me face to face and let me know that they're seeing some really good health changes because of what they're learning from the Keto for Women show, the Fat Burning Female Project, etc. just takes all that away. I can deal with the haters now. Don't worry. I'm cool with that. So thank you so much. And I have another one coming up this weekend in LA. If you have already signed up, I will see you there. If you are on the wait list, I hope to see you there. If there's anyone that cannot attend, they have been asked to cancel their registration so that the wait list can get in. We're going to be at the Oh So Good Bone Broth storefront, which I cannot wait to see. I'll make sure to show you all over on my Instagram stories, what that looks like, what they have on the menu, all that good stuff. So be looking out for that. And I will be doing more meetups in the future. I have one coming up in Denver this spring and then this summer at KetoCon in Austin. I will find a time when the conference is not going on to see how many of you I can meet in person all in one spot so we can all get together and you all can meet each other and all that good stuff. Things that happen when you mix and mingle with other ladies that get you. So much fun. 
Speaking of, the Fat Burning Female Project for the March class is well underway. I have decided, and I'm sorry that I did not let you know this sooner for those that were on the fence or thinking they were just going to wait another few months for a better time. I've decided to hold off on the next round of the Fat Burning Female Project until July. So there will be a summer session. I just have some other things that are taking my attention and things I really want to focus my creative energy on. Other projects, we'll say, that will be of benefit to you. So don't worry. But I can't do that and help out the Fat Burning Female ladies both at the same time. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break and we will restart the Fat Burning Female Project in July. Now, of course, put that on your calendar if that's something you want to do, but don't forget about the self-study option. You always have the option to start in on the self-study on your own. You can see how you do. If you need the extra support, then you can upgrade your class to the project level in July when that's open for enrollment. So that is always an option, always available. You can head to seanminer.com slash FBF project to find out more about both of those to sign up to find out when the July class will be, but then also to get started on the self-study right away. Last thing I want to mention, the mindset episode, that episode that I just like poured my heart out to you, told you everything that I had been through with my weight gain, weight loss story and how it affected my mindset over a few episodes ago, back on episode 89. If you have not listened to that episode, please do. It has helped so many women. I have gotten some great feedback. Thank you, everyone, for that feedback. Please keep it coming because it's giving me momentum for what my next step will be in order to help you guys with this. And if you can also fill out the survey that accompanies that podcast episode, you can find that over at seanminer.com slash mindset survey. It's completely anonymous. You don't need to leave your name, your email, no collecting of emails, nothing. I just want to know what you've been through, what you're going through, how you feel about your body, how your mindset is helping or hurting your body image, all that good stuff. So it's really easy questions. It's just really helping me understand how to better support you in this whole mindset piece. All right, let's move on with today's episode. Today, we are going to chat with Brian Hoyer, who is a fellow nutritional therapy practitioner. I first learned of Brian last year at the NTA conference. So it has been a full year that I've been wanting and thinking of having Brian on the show. He did a talk. He was on a panel discussing EMF and the toxic effect of EMFs, and I was just enthralled with his discussion. I got a lot of notes and recommendations from that. And I've just been wanting to share that information with you, Keto for Womeners, and I'm finally getting around to doing so. So let's learn a little bit more about Brian first. Brian's dive into health started when he became a father, wanting to provide the most optimal growing environment for his family. 
His desire for his family to thrive and devotion to the truth drove him to find the most insightful and effective cutting-edge methods for addressing what's really going on in our bodies and environments. This led Brian to become a nutritional therapy practitioner, training with the Klinghardt Academy, and becoming a certified geobiologist trained by a pioneering environmental medicine clinic in Austria that's been addressing EMF and geopathic stress since 1983. Brian and his wife, Lindsay, built an EMF shielded tiny house and Brian travels all over the country doing EMF assessments, speaking at conferences and on podcasts and helping families install shielding solutions. He founded Shielding Healing in early 2018 with the goal of helping modern humanity recreate environments that more closely mimic our ancestral human habitats. Without further ado, let's hear from Brian. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the Keto for Women show today. Yeah, happy to be here. I was just explaining to the audience in my intro to you that I have been wanting and thinking about having you on the show since I saw you last year at the NTA conference. It's been like exactly a year that this has all come into fruition. So I'm really happy to have you here finally. Yeah, I know. Like last year, I just got done doing a talk this year too. So it was quite different. Last year I was on a panel and this Mm -hmm. year I had my own slot, which was interesting. Well, and it just goes to show how important this information is becoming and how many more people kind of are learning about the info and want to know more. And so that's great. I think you're in the right place and doing the right thing. So I'm really happy that we can get together and share this info with the women here. And I was also explaining to them, first of all, that this is a topic that I personally don't know that much about. I just know that it's really important, but I don't know that much. And it is something that, yes, we talk about keto on the Keto for Women show, talk about diet and all that stuff. But we are also a group of women who want to know how to become truly healthy. And you can't just look at the food on the plate in order to become truly healthy. So that's why we do talk about all this kind of interesting stuff. So again, calling on the experts to bring in this kind of info that while I know it's so important, like I'm super excited to learn what you have to say today and just really get going on this in my own life. Yeah. Sometimes people are very overwhelmed by it. I realized at the conference, that's the way that I started my talk and somebody gave me a compliment on it. Like, because mm-hmm. there's going to be people that are listening to the beginning of this podcast and they're like, oh no, he's going to start going into all this doom and gloom and it's going to be horrible. And yeah, there are, there's going to be a lot of things that we, we talk about that's like, oh, how do we fix this? But mm-hmm. I can assure your listeners right now, don't worry there are solutions to these problems. And I've had great, great success with this in my own practice doing this. And there's a rich history of naturopathic and environmental medicine clinics that have been doing this for 30 to 40 years. And they're seeing great success with their patients in their clinics by fixing these issues and addressing them with real technology that has measurable results to sort of recreate this ancestral healing environment in your home, but especially in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to talk about today. So even if I, as we're talking about this and we're going over like, oh, okay, what's an electric field? What's a wireless? What's this radiation? What's the dirty electricity? We found solutions and I put together solutions for every single thing that we talk about. So you don't have to feel overwhelmed, like you can't fix everything. 
it's not like out of reach, expensive either. There's a lot of really simple solutions. Okay, that's good to know. I already feel better. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right, let's let's get into this. So, very very basic. What does EMF stand for? Like, what are we talking about here? So, EMF stands for electromagnetic fields, and everything in the universe has an electromagnetic field. All matter has a relationship with magnetism. And so it affects everything and affects all life. It affects the minerals inside of our bodies and how they behave depending on what the external magnetic environment is like. And your listeners, if you're on the computer, you can look it up right on Wikipedia. Just look up electromagnetic spectrum. And what you'll see is you'll see a chart that's pulled up and it shows all these different wavelengths. And there's on the left side, it's usually non-ionizing radiation. And on the right side, it's the ionizing radiation. And so the ionizing radiation is, is all the gamma rays, x-rays, and all these high energy waves that can break DNA bonds and mutate your cells. And on the non-ionizing side, it's not strong enough, so to speak, to break DNA strands and cause mutated cells and things like that. But what we have found is that there's these non-thermal effects of non-ionizing radiation. And that's sort of what we're talking about today when we're talking about EMF. Even though it includes the whole spectrum, we're talking about man-made electromagnetic fields. And part of that also is light, because light is a type of electromagnetic field in a certain frequency range. And so real light that we natural light that we get from the sun is an electromagnetic field as well but there's also man-made electromagnetic fields that we have from different types of light bulbs and some are are more artificial than others so it kind of spans a huge range of things from electricity all the way up to nuclear radiation and those sorts of things as you go on that range in in those different spectrums then does that have a different effect on us kind of physically, I guess? Yeah, you know, it does. And every kind of frequency that you have on that spectrum, it behaves differently. Mm -hmm. So if you think of the way, like on the low frequency side, you have things like magnets or magnetism and natural magnetism is constant. So if you think about when you're a kid and you play with the little magnets and I don't know, I used to have... Did you have those little balls that have the magnets in them and you can take them apart and then there's a little magnet inside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you play with those, you could kind of tell when you have them on opposite ends, like mm-hmm. where the magnetic field is on the north and the south poles. And that's kind of like the field is coming out from there and you can't see it, but you can only feel it when the opposite side of the magnets, like you're playing with it. Right. So magnetic fields in nature, they're constant. The ones that we have that are man-made are alternating current or they're pulsed magnetic fields. And we make those with motors and different things that are running with alternating current electricity. And that's been shown to actually be very damaging to our body's physiology. And it's in a lot of homes, especially near the higher energy, things with a lot of current going through them. So like right by your breaker box Mm -hmm. has a lot of magnetic fields if your refrigerator motor's running, there's a lot of magnetic fields that come out from that. 
in sometimes there's wiring errors in homes where you have some magnetic fields because things aren't wired correctly. And so they're, they're not canceling each other out properly. Gotcha. Okay. So you mentioned man-made a few times. So the first thing I want to know is, is it safe to say then that these man-made EMFs, I guess, or however you want to say it, that however it goes, are those the ones that are, we kind of need to watch out for the most as humans? Yeah. And there's some other things you have to watch out for as well from that come up from the earth. So like where there's geologic activity, there's a lot of natural radiation that's in mm. excess. And most everybody knows if they've bought a home or been in a home inspection process, there's like this requirement to get a radon assessment. Mm. And that's a type of radiation that you have to watch out for too. I actually don't test radon when I go to homes because there's already services for that. Right. I tend to just focus on the electric, you know, I, there's six things that I focus on. There's the electric fields, the magnetic fields, the dirty electricity, the wireless, the geopathic stress, and then artificial light. And so everything that I mentioned is man-made except for the geopathic stress. That's the magnetic field from the earth that can be more intense in some areas than others. And we try not to sleep on those. And our ancestors all had various traditions where they would avoid sleeping on those either by trial and error or by some principles that were passed down to them from their ancestors. And that's things like the Chinese had feng shui mm -hmm. and the Greeks and Romans had different ways that they would build their buildings and they would have sheep graze on land for a year before they would start a building project. And mm -hmm. then they would dissect the herd. And if their organs were healthy, they would go ahead and, and build on that, that land. And if they weren't healthy, they would move to a different location and, and try it again. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. They probably had a big like liver eating and organ eating. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. Okay. So you mentioned those six things, kind of categories that you look for when you're doing inspections. Can we kind of go through some of those and talk about examples of each one? I kind of want to break this down. So we have an idea of the common things around us in our homes and our workplaces, et cetera, that could be affecting us in this way. Sure. So we already kind of talked about the magnetic fields mm -hmm. with the, the fridge, the wiring errors and everything, and anything that has current going through it, like the breaker box. One other thing with magnetic fields is sometimes if you have metal pipes and you're on city water, a lot of times your home's electrical system will be grounded to the pipe. And so to check that, you just got to go in your basement or wherever the water comes in and look to see if there's a copper wire that's connected to the pipe. And if that's the case, then sometimes there might be really high magnetic fields throughout your whole house. And there's a way to fix that. You just cut off the pipe and, and put a plastic pipe in, and then you reground the house to a stake in the ground outside. So that's like a main source of magnetic fields. But another big one is those high voltage power lines that are outside. Right. And transformers. So with the power lines, it's not the ones that you see in a typical residential neighborhood that are necessarily giving off a lot of magnetic fields and penetrating into the home. It's those big ones. There's those big substations that look scary and nobody wants to live next to them. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, you know, the huge power lines that you see like going through fields and, 
and often you'll have cows that are underneath those. Oh, poor things. I know. And a lot of farmers actually know about their effects because they have cows that don't produce as much milk. Right. When they're around these, these power lines and they have high ground current and things like that. So that's mostly the sources of magnetic fields. Okay. And then the next one we probably want to cover is the electric fields. And so that's measured with voltage. And so the best way to understand that is that all the wiring in your house that's wrapped around, even if there's nothing plugged in, it's charging the walls all around you with voltage. And when you plug something in, the line or the you know the extension cord or the cord, whatever you're plugging in, has voltage that's going through it. And it's alternating current voltage, so that means it's pulsed. And it's pulsing at about 60 times per second in the United States and 50 times outside of the United States. And it's actually alternating. So even though it's pulsing 60 times, it's alternating back and forth. So it's actually 120 times or 100 times. Hmm. And there's nothing in nature that really pulses like that. So pretty much in, in most houses where they're wired with Romex wiring, and it's unshielded, and so all the walls are charged, and you can take like a meter and, and measure the walls, and they're charged with electricity, and it's coming onto your body. And kind of think about the way that electricity impacts the body. It causes muscle contractions. Mm -hmm. So like the way that we restart hearts is we use a defibrillator, and we put voltage into the heart to, you know, and since the heart's a muscle, it contracts. Right. And then it uses up magnesium to relax and then calcium to contract again. And so like when I test people's homes in their bedroom, often I'll, you know, I always test their body voltage on their bed and sometimes their body voltage is like 5,000 to 10,000 millivolts. And in those situations, you just kind of think about, okay, you're trying to rest, you're trying to relax and, and sleep and rejuvenate for the next day but you have all this voltage going through your body constantly and it's contracting and it's making your cortisol go up mm -hmm. and that's in turn makes your melatonin go down. And so you're not getting good sleep because your muscles are actually not even resting while you're sleeping. So those with insomnia might want to take note right now. <laughs> yeah. And Another thing that's related to electric fields, which is the next one we'll talk about, is dirty electricity. Mm -hmm. And this one's really interesting for people that are on the keto diet because there's a huge relationship with blood sugar. Ah. And I've had several clients that religiously track their blood sugar with a blood glucose monitor and have spreadsheets and like everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's one guy, when he was tracking his he never could get it down to like exactly where he wanted it. He was always like about 10 points too high baseline at night. And he was wanting to get it down further. And no matter what he ate or what he did, he couldn't get it to go down. And then finally, you know, after I did the EMF assessment, he shielded his room and it still didn't go down. But then we put in a whole home dirty electricity filter and finally it dropped down about 10 points. Wow. And it had been the same for years. And then, and it was like right after he installed it, the first night that he slept there, it just poof, went down. That's amazing. So what is dirty electricity? 
So dirty electricity are like frequency transients that are riding on the electrical lines of the house. And so it runs on your ground wire. It also runs on the hot and the neutral wires. So anything that you plug into the wall, but it's also going all the way around every single, all the wiring in your house. And so it penetrates into the body deeper than a, a regular 60 hertz electric field would. And there's some studies out there that show, there's a really interesting one that Dr. Magda Havas did. And what she did was she studied diabetics and part of the protocol with a lot of diabetics is like when their blood sugar gets too high, they should go out and exercise. And so there was some people that were trying to do this and they were documenting this and they would have them on a treadmill. And it was interesting to started to notice a pattern that the people that were exercising on the treadmill, their blood sugar actually went up when they were exercising on the treadmill instead of down. And whenever they exercised outside, the blood sugar would go down when they exercised. Ah. And what they found was that it was because this treadmill was actually generating a lot of dirty electricity and causing a massive blood sugar or cortisol response in the body, so much so that it would actually spike their blood sugar to, to be like running on the treadmill. <laughs> that is crazy. So then it really is just kind of a stress response that's happening in your body from this that's then keeping that glucose higher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So wow. yeah, the, the solution for that is this whole home dirty electricity filter that you install at your breaker panel. And it's, it has all these rectifiers and some capacitors and all these like surge protection all these things that are basically regulating and conditioning the voltage so that it's filtering out all of those high frequencies that stimulate the body in that way. Mm -hmm. The bonus to installing one of these things is that it also saves on your energy bill. So it'll lower your energy bill by like eight to 12% over, you know, every single month. Wow. Well, that's great. This is all very fascinating. I'm fascinated by this. It's crazy to me that these things that really we don't even think about and for a lot of us, you know, we just have no idea. And then we keep trying and trying and trying to figure out our health and never figure it out because we haven't thought about these basically silent, you know, harmful things going on. Yeah. And it kind of brings me back to thinking about things from that ancestral perspective, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so many of us, and I'm sure all, like most of your listeners, we all have our diet really kind of fine-tuned, or at least we're trying to, right? Right, right. So we, we learn every day about things that we should and shouldn't eat. And then there's some new study that comes out and all of these things. And, and so we're kind of fine-tuning our diet continually. What's interesting is when I started getting into this, I was kind of took that same concept, like what did our ancestors eat? well, where did our ancestors live and what was our ancestral environment? And it didn't have any of this stressors in, in it. And so mm -hmm. our bodies grew up and, you know, we're created to be in an environment where we're free of these stressors. And when you have that environment, you can create it in your bedroom. There's all these dormant healing responses that kind of start to wake up that were asleep because there was too much stress for them to be activated. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. It's kind of an amazing thing that happens right. when we're sleeping. 
So we haven't talked yet about the big one, I think, for a lot of people and the one that they kind of most associate with EMFs, which is the wireless stuff, you know, the phones and the computers and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, so that's huge. And when I first got into doing these assessments about three years ago, I've done about 300 of those now traveling all over the country. But I had a meter that I was aware of from a naturopathic clinic in Austria. And it was a special meter that would actually measure the body for wireless radiation. And so it shows what your body is absorbing as far as like what's hitting your body. And before that, the only measurements that had ever been done really in the United States was just measuring the air. Mm -hmm. And so what, what most people were recommending three years ago and still even today, except for me and a few others that I've kind of woken up to this, they would say that most of the radiation is coming from inside the house. And the reason they believe that is because that's what their meters are telling them. And it's true that you do want to take care of like turning off your Wi-Fi at night and putting your phone on airplane mode at night and trying to reduce your exposures as much as possible around the house. You know, switch out your cordless phone for a corded phone. Don't use a baby monitor. I always encourage people to co-sleep. There are a few monitors out there that you can get that, are, that have an Ethernet capability on them. But you kind of have to venture out into the security cam market instead of the actual baby monitor market when you're searching for it. Gotcha. But yeah, when you measure the body as an antenna, you realize that your body is a much larger object than the little antennas that are in these other meters that everybody else has been using. And so you're collecting this like voltage through this surface area with all these frequencies that are hitting your body and the picture becomes much different. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're like in a hotel or an apartment building and some of your listeners are probably living in an apartment right now and they pull up their computer and you see the huge list of like all the Wi-Fi networks. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I live in a condo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, look at all these. Why does it even matter if I turn off my Wi-Fi when I have like 50 or 100? Yeah, this is the question that I have. Yeah, and it's it's really bad. Now, now the thing is, your Wi-Fi is much closer to you than all these other people. So it's the strong, probably the strongest one. Mm-hmm. Now, that could be an exception if like your neighbor's Wi-Fi is like right on the other side of the wall and it's blasting in like right into your bedroom, like a couple of feet from your head through the wall. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring that up is because if you could imagine there being a list of all the radio stations, television stations, cell phone towers from all the different carriers, it would probably be about eight to 10 times longer than that Wi-Fi list. Right. Yeah. And that's the kind of frequencies that this other meter is picking up. And so it has a totally different reading because it's measuring the signal strength on the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I should still power down my Wi-Fi at night, even though I have all these others. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would. <laughs> okay. Good to know. One thing I tell people though, is like a lot of people listening are probably also going to have possibly have somebody in the house who's going to be resistant to the idea of changing anything, especially messing around with their Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. It's a very common theme. You're not alone. And there's, there's a lot of men, especially, who are resistant to it. 
and there's some men that are very supportive of trying to figure this out and being and open to it. I think there's just something about it that there's this, I don't want to say it's, it's something where people are not open, but there's a lot of resistance to it. And mm -hmm. I, I think part of it has to do with the idea that we're kind of addicted to the technology. Ah, yeah. That's an interesting, yeah, I would, I could see that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's the blue light and, and then there's all, but there's also the wireless. And because it's causing this stress response, this cortisol response, it's almost like a little bit of a high. It's like eating right. a donut or something. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of emotional stress around that too. Like how we have emotional connections to our food. We also have emotional connections to our technology because of the same physiological response. Yeah. So fascinating. Before we move on with the show, I have a great offer to share with you all coming from our friends over at ButcherBox. As most of you know by now, ButcherBox is the go-to source for the highest quality, best tasting meat sourced from happy, healthy animals. And I think we're all aware by now how important that is. For me, it's the only meat I'll eat because it's the only meat I trust these days. Even the meat at the grocery store nowadays that's labeled grass-fed isn't enough for me because many times that cow was still fed grains to fatten him up and they don't have to put it on the label. Cows are not meant to eat grains ever. This causes them to be really sick. They store toxins in their fat, and then we eat it, and it makes us toxic as well. None of this funny business happens with butcher box meat. Their beef is 100% grass-fed, grass-finished. Their pork is heritage breed pork, and their chicken is pasture-raised, which is pretty much impossible to find at a grocery store, yet so important. In order for a chicken to be truly healthy, it needs space to roam and feed off of its natural habitat. This does not happen with mass-produced chicken that most of us are eating today, and that's what's being sold to us. As you can see, I'm super passionate about this topic, the quality of meat I eat, and the quality of meat I recommend you eat, and so is ButcherBox. If you haven't already made the switch to better meat and you feel like now is a good time, go to butcherbox.com slash KFW and get a really great deal. And of course, for the month of March, ButcherBox has come out with another amazing deal. This month, March 2019, you can get two pounds of ground beef in every single box you get from ButcherBox for the rest of your life. I love when they do this offer. Such a good deal. If you're anything like me, you live off of ground beef. And so to have two pounds free every single time you order from ButcherBox, that's pretty cool. Plus, they're giving you 20 bucks off just because. $20 off your first order plus free ground beef for life. Head to butcherbox.com slash kfw that's butcherbox.com slash kfw this month the month of march 2019 to get two pounds of free ground beef in every single box for your lifetime plus twenty dollars off all right i want to move in a little bit because we talked about you know some of these sources and and what could be going on in our homes but now i want to talk a little bit about why we even care. So what have you seen kind of in your practice and what you do with your consultations and just even stories that you've heard from people you've studied under about some of the health 
symptoms and impacts that EMFs have on people? And then when they are removed, what can happen? Yeah. So probably where I like to start with people the most is with research by Dr. Martin Paul. And before him, there was so much evidence of EMF damage with people that it was kind of hard to understand why this was all coming up in the research. There was a lot of research that showed leaky blood-brain barriers, which led to leaky guts in individuals. And there's a lot of research that shows like correlations with cancer and everything. But it wasn't until his research that it kind of explained the mechanism of why this is happening. And so what he studied was the voltage-gated calcium ion channels. And you have these concentrated in your brain and your heart, but there's a lot of cells around the body that have these channels in them. And what they do is when they're stimulated and there's voltage that goes across the cell membrane, there's calcium that releases from outside of the cell to the inside of the cell. And it causes a stimulation and a production of this free radical called perioxynitrite. And it's a potent free radical that's very damaging. And it causes this cycle or this cascade of inflammation to start to take place. Now, you know, the body is doing this because of the stimulation from an external source. It normally wouldn't do this if that stimulation source was not present. And so it's acting on this in a way that's not in tune with how the body physiology is supposed to happen. And the way that they found out about this mechanism was they did a study where they had one group that was exposed. Both groups were exposed to various types of EMF, wireless and electric fields and magnetic fields. And they had one group that was on calcium channel blockers. And what they found was the group that was on calcium channel blockers, this drug, didn't have the same damaging effects as the group that wasn't on the calcium channel blockers. Mm. And so the, that was the only variable in the experiment. And so they proved that the mechanism of action for these EMFs was that it has to do with these voltage-gated calcium ion channels and the production of that free radical. And so he wrote a book. He, he actually wasn't like studying EMFs primarily when he, when, when Dr. Paul first got into this, he was actually more studying like fibromyalgia, multiple chemical sensitivity, chronic fatigue, mm-hmm. some of these conditions like that, that were referred to as unexplained illnesses. And he actually has a book titled Unexplained Illnesses, where he explains this nitric oxide and perioxy nitrite cycle, which the chemical name for that's really kind of cool. It's an acronym. It's O. Or no, mm-hmm. oh no, sorry. No, no is nitric oxide, and then oh no is the perioxynitrite. So it's like no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So then, this free radical. Can you explain kind of what free radicals in general do for people that don't know? Yeah, it, it causes oxidative stress in the body, and oxidative stress is basically what ages us. And it, it causes tissue to become damaged. And if you have so much oxidative stress and there's not enough antioxidants to kind of balance it out, then you age faster and your body becomes more frail and your organs become less able to function the way that they're supposed to. 
And so it's kind of one of those things where it can lead to so many different ailments that it's hard to track in the way that modern science wants to track, like this causes this, Mm -hmm. or everybody's asking what causes autism and whether vaccines do or whether it's the pesticides, the glyphosate, the this or the that. And really, you know, if you uh, think about it, there's never just one cause. It's a multiple, you know, multiple things that are going on that are causing the perfect storm for this to happen. Right. Yeah. So with EMF, it's especially damaging because it's causing this inflammatory response and it leads to all sorts, a whole host of issues. And so really the way to stop that cycle from happening is to stop the EMF from stimulating those channels. And especially at night when we don't have any input of antioxidants, we can't be eating blueberries at night or Mm -hmm. popping astaxanthin at night. And our body's supposed to be in a parasympathetic state when we're sleeping. During the day, we have a little more, you know, resiliency to handle common stressors. And the way I explain this to people is like, if you're sitting alone in the dark and it's nighttime and you hear all of a sudden a really loud noise, you get a lot more scared and frightened than if you were in the middle of a mall and you hear a really loud noise. Totally. Yeah. And so our body's perceiving all these stressors at night when we're supposed to be relaxed and and quiet and it's screaming at our nervous system in fact, if you could hear the wireless frequencies, I'm just going to turn on a meter right now and kind of show your audience what the frequencies sound like. It's really, really annoying. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's all these high-pitched screeching sounds. And where I'm at, I'm in Portland right now, and there's a weird signal that's just kind of like doing sounds like this, like yeah. And and the meter is basically off the charts. But I have the screeching sounds that you heard. That's the actual cell phone towers. Mm. And then Wi-Fi kind of sounds like a machine gun. It's like and then. There's this crackling sound that you kind of hear a lot too sometimes, and it's very random and, and it's a pulse frequency, and that's that's the uh, usually a cell phone. Then you also have the smart meters that are on the house, and those pulse like with just a big click, and some of them even sound like a moose call. If you ever look up a moose call, it just <laughs> sounds sounds like a buck call. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now you've gotten us all a little freaked out as you knew would happen. I think what is helpful is you saying that the real concern would be at night. So what we can do in our bedrooms or overnight, instead of having to worry about it all day long while we're at work or in our car or on a walk, whatever, if we can just focus on the nighttime, then we'll be good. We'll be at least you know, taking as much action as we can with this. So you mentioned some of the simple things to do, like, you know, shutting down your Wi-Fi, putting the phone on airplane mode. Are those some, what are some other tips that you have for us? Yeah, well, there really shouldn't be any electronics in the bedroom. Okay. The more things that you're plugging in to the walls, the higher the electric fields are that are going to be surrounding your bed. And 
another thing you can do to help lower that is a lot of people's beds, they have metal in them and we're sleeping on springs and we're surrounded by electricity and maybe we have a metal bed frame and the metal does four things. It can attract wireless radiation to the body because it acts as a huge antenna. It can amplify voltage by creating a clearer path to the body for voltage to come and raise your body voltage. Many times, probably most of the time, like 60 to 70% of the time, the metal that's in your springs or your bed frame is actually magnetized. And you can test that with like a little compass and take the compass, put it on a clipboard, and then just slide it across the bed. And if you see the compass needle move by like more than five points, then you know that the metal in your mattress, your springs are essentially magnetized. And it's not like a healthy magnetism. It's like a noxious, random energy that's not therapeutic at all. Mm-hmm. And then the other reason you don't want metal in your bed is because it actually can amplify the geopathic stress that's coming up from the earth and cause some disruptions in that way. So getting metal out of your bed, that's an easy step that everybody could kind of do right now, transition out of that. And there's even some special, they call them box foundations that don't have metal in them. They're just all wood and it it can replace your box springs. Those are just like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, for sure. So there seems to be some easy you know, steps to take that we can all do within the next few weeks to few months, or even just tonight, just unplugging your Wi-Fi is that easy. So, but talk a little bit more because you do these consultations and I think that that would probably be kind of a necessary step if people truly are worried, if this seems like something that could be going on with them and their health, which it is for all of us to some degree, of course. So you would need to hire a professional to actually come out and do the kind of work that you do, correct? Yeah. And, you know, you want to have someone come who has the proper equipment. A lot of people, you know, I encourage people actually to go and to buy their own meter and start to measure this stuff to get familiar with it. So you can have your own little meter. How do we go about getting that? There's one particular one that I'm just starting to bring from Germany over here. And there's one that measures the body that's pretty inexpensive. And then there's another one that measures two things pretty accurately with magnetic fields and radio frequencies. So they're usually around the three or $400 range for those. Okay. But ideally you want to, and I can put a link to those specific meters in your notes if you want. Yes, please. That'd be great. We'll make sure to link that. Yeah. Ideally you want to have a professional come in because they have uh, much more expensive and sensitive equipment that won't miss anything. Mm -hmm. And so when I come into a house, I usually have about $15,000 worth of equipment that I'm bringing in to test all the different frequencies and everything that we need to, that I've seen to get the bedroom down to an ancestral healing level is what I like to call it. Right. And then you also have solutions as well, because there seems to be, you know, some more intricate or not so simple things that may need to happen depending on your situation. Yeah, pretty much now I'm recommending that everybody has to shield their bedroom with either the specialized shielding paint Mm, interesting. Okay. Or putting a canopy around their bed. And this is something like, you know, it needs to be as common as switching over to organic food. Right. We have such a toxic environment. It's like we're all living with this toxic stressor in our lives. And the equivalent of 
eating pesticide-laden corn and soy is living in an environment that's not shielded from these frequencies. Oh, that's so good. It's so true. We're not even thinking of it too. It's like we take so many steps to get the cleanest food possible and yet where we're living is still super toxic. Yeah. So it kind of seems overwhelming. What, I have to paint my bedroom? Yeah. I have to do this and that. I have to get a canopy. I don't want a canopy around my bed. Well, there's a solution for everybody. There's something different that can work for everybody. And so that's kind of what I help prioritize when I'm doing the assessment too, is like, how can we make this work so you guys are protected and you can actually have the benefit of truly healing sleep where your brain is able to detox and all your lymphatics are able to drain from the system. So what we do is we typically, what I recommend is for people to do shielding paint on all the walls and the ceiling. And then it's a special shielding paint that's zero VOC. It's actually 25 times lower than the zero VOC standard in the United States. But it's a graphite and carbon-based paint that you put all the way around the inside of the walls and then also the ceiling. And you have to do two layers of it. And then sandwiched in between those two layers of shielding paint is some conductive tape. And that tape goes all the way around the perimeter of the room and across one length of the ceiling and is then connected into the ground of the outlet in the room. And what that does is it essentially is wrapping your whole room in earth energy, and it's blocking all the man-made frequencies, the electric fields from inside the walls, from coming in and onto your body while you're sleeping and contracting your muscles. And so we actually test this. We shield the room. And then I come back later and test everything for free when I'm in the area. And we test their, the body voltage and also, you know, the shielding paint also is blocking all the outside frequencies from coming onto your body. So your body becomes like, you know, anywhere from 100 to 10,000 times less conductive as an antenna than before. And wow. And you're finally able, you know, many of us have never really experienced this true non-stimulating ancestral sleep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had people that install these solutions and they've had night sweats for decades and they just stop overnight. That's amazing. And another woman, she had like, she was on Tylenol PM chronically for like, a, like five years and the first night she slept in the shielded room, she didn't need it and she didn't ever have to take it again. Wow, that is so cool. Well, this has been amazing. I've learned so much. I'm sure everyone else has learned so much. Really fascinating stuff. I want to just let everybody know, and you can talk a little bit more about this. You do these consultations all across the country, correct? Yeah, I do. And, you know, I'm in Portland right now. I'm heading up to Seattle. I have a tour in LA plan, Texas, over on the East Coast, some of the North New England states. And I also have some a team of people that I've trained that are learning how to do this in a way that I feel comfortable recommending them to. So that's great. Yeah. So we're going to, you know, we'll be all over the United States this year. You know, we might even venture into Canada and some other countries overseas too because we've had many, many requests to do that. But mm -hmm. the idea is that we're a team of health practitioners and we're measuring not only all this EMF, also the light, we make lighting recommendations and then we're addressing geopathic stress and also noticing if you have like something else toxic in your house, we'll say mm -hmm. something. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's important too. Yeah. 
that is so cool. And I will put a link in the show notes too, if you want to check out Brian's services and get on the list, possibly to have a consultation. We'll make sure all of that is in the show notes to this episode. Brian, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge. That was really cool stuff. Cool. Thanks, Sean. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Yep. Talk soon.